BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl, hey, listen up. You need to get your hands on the water bottle that everyone is talking about. It's the Hydro Jug. It's seriously one of my most favorite things that I have in my possession currently today. It's a durable and reusable jug that holds more than a half a gallon of water, so you'll stay hydrated all day long. You can say goodbye to filling up those silly little tiny bottles every hour and say hello to your Hydro Jug. Here's the deal. Like I said, Half a gallon of water, 73 ounces. That's about what you should be getting every single day. So if you have one whole one, you're good to go. If you have more than one, you're rocking, you're rolling. Also, it's uh, leak proof, so you can carry it around with you all day long. It's also shatterproof, so don't have to worry about that. It's dishwasher safe and my favorite feature, it has a wide mouth opening so you can put like huge clumps of ice in there or like even like fruit, watermelon in water. Oh my God, it makes it a treat. You feel like you're at the spa. So get yours at hydrojug at www.thehydrojug.com. Use discount code Taylor to get 10% off of your order today. Again, use my code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R at www.thehydrojug.com, T-H-E. H-Y-D-R-O-J-U-G.com and get 10% off today and start hydrating today. You will thank me. And now to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And joining me today, I am so excited. This is so long overdue, Dr. Jake, welcome finally to my podcast. Hey, boy, hey. I'm so excited. I'm new to podcasts, you know, like appearing on them. So yes, if I'm a little nervous and my voice cracks, don't, don't stop listening. <laughs> Please give me a break. This is like, this is old hat to you. Dr. Jake, I feel like we met at a wedding years ago. One of the really? most fabulous weddings I've ever attended. Yeah. Wait, remind Andy's me which wedding. one. Oh, well. Fabulous in the sense that it didn't last. Well, that too. Yes. <laughs> but, but yes. Regardless of the current state of that marriage, it will still go down in history as the best fucking wedding I ever went to. Well, yeah, because they rented out the entire resort, which was, I, you know, um, none of us could yeah, none of us could normally afford to go to. So no, no, there was that. There, were, there was that. So yeah, that was that's funny. I forgot that that was our connection. But I feel yeah. like we've been friends forever because we must Me have too. compatible signs. I'm not like a big sign person, but there's something about our chemistry that is very compatible. So if somebody can help us explain our astrology, I think that'd be cool. Wait, what's your sign? I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. I'm Pisces. <laughs> no, me too. That's, oh, that's, that's why. why. There you go. There you yeah. go. There what's you your go. birthday? What number? 
February 22nd. So yeah, March 6th. Okay, so that makes sense. Now it's all yep. coming together. Now, I don't know a lot about astrology, but I do believe. Yeah. I believe in bits and pieces of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what what's the harm there? But I'm just trying to... Um, I recently saw something about you. I don't know. It was like in passing. Did, did you get married? I got married. I got married. Well, so speaking of weddings, yeah. So we met at a wedding. The thing that I loved about their wedding was, aside from the fact that they rented out Amangiri, was that it was like 70, what, five people? Yeah. So it was like intimate. And I felt like we all felt safe with each other because it was like, oh, well, if they approve of you, then I approve of you. I, 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 there yeah, was like an was automatic trust. Yes, there was that definitely was that, e- that effect. It's like when you're in first class, you know, obviously everybody likes each other. Um, when you're in coach, <laughs> it's immediately the opposite. Um, but yeah. no, I was making a joke about your wedding because you so crammed it down everybody's throat that it was like <laughs> people with no gag reflexes were gagging. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad. And you know the thing too, Jake, it's my second wedding. Like, who the fuck oh do I God. think I am? <laughs> I, I was worse this time around than I, last you, time. You were pretty amazing, but I got to give you credit <laughs> for your enthusiasm. So that was really, and congratulations. <laughs> I hope this one lasts. The shade. I love you so much. <laughs> I think this one is going to make it the long haul. But uh, speaking of long haul, Congratulations on a 12-year anniversary, you and Brian. 12 yeah. years. Yeah, so engaged. Brian is a man, in case people haven't figured that out. Um, <laughs> but in gay years, you know, that's like, you know, a lifetime. So, Like literally. Yeah, so we, get, we actually are inducted into the honorary hall of, um, you know, tolerance for gays. Once you get over <laughs> 10 years, you get this badge that it's kind of secret, but... Everybody yeah. should know about it. So yeah, yeah, we've we've been doing all right. What's the secret to long lasting love? Please share. Uh, you know, I think not having expectations is a big one. Um, okay. You know, not putting sort of a, a set uh, parameter on it because what you think it's going to be is never exactly where it ends up. So if you're constantly right. fighting it, then you're going to be, I think, disgruntled and um, unhappy. Versus, yeah. you know, kind of. Oh, going with the flow. This isn't what I had pictured when, you know, we were on the honeymoon, but, um, you know, look at where we are and look at how fun this has been and appreciating that person. And, you know, we're not actually married. We've been engaged for the no better part way. of 10, 10 years. Yeah. You're so fucking smart to exactly. be engagement is the best part right. of the relationship. Everything it. leading up to the engagement is exciting, but the engagement's the best. And then people rush through the engagement. Like right. my advice to everybody, and I mean, do drag as I out. say, not as I do, drag that shit out. It yeah. is so everything. Look at Gold, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Case yep. closed. Amen. Right. Yep. Case closed, right? So we're following that, um, that pathway. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, we've had our, you know, ups and downs, of course, like anybody else. But um, we also just, you know, we kind of, we get each other. We, uh, for a period of time, Brian was in Europe. I was here. So, you know, having space is very helpful. Um, Absence does make the heart grow fonder. It's not a yeah, lie, it's the truth. I think COVID has been a real challenge for people being on top yeah. of each other in relationships. So, you know, how do you, um, you know, kind of balance that out, especially with that as a circumstance. So, you know, kind of whatever works for you, obviously, is what I recommend. Um, but those right. are our little pearls. 
I will say, you know, I think, I mean, society puts so much pressure on relationships, right, of what it's supposed to look like, the archetype of it. And I have said, I mean, when I was in my first marriage, I was just following those, like, life agendas to a goddamn T. And look at how that worked out. And now with my Tay, I'm like, you know, there's so many ideas that I have in my mind of what a relationship is supposed to look like, just like you were saying. But I've said to her, honestly, I blow all that out of the water just so we could figure out a way to always stay together. It's like whatever it takes to live happily and coexist together, I'm Mm -hmm. actually game for, which is so wild to me because I used to be such like um, a lemming, if you will. But I'm like now, like I see what the assignment is, what the agenda is, and it's like, to stay together, whatever it takes. So I've always said to her, just always be open with me, always communicate what you need. If there's like things that I'm not providing and listen, I may be like, sorry, can't provide that, but at least give me an opportunity to try to keep you as happy as humanly possible. Yeah. And you know, um, social media, you know, sort of norms and, and that type of thing that is sort of affecting us in terms of like what, what our life should be like, whether it's, yeah, our relationship or our, you know, life otherwise, you know, those are the type of things that we need to be tuned into so that it doesn't become toxic for us. So it doesn't become a negative influencer uh, rather than something that we use positively. Yeah. Speaking of which, so you just recently posted something that I thought was so, I mean, listen, I always want you on the podcast, but you just recently posted something that I was like, oh my God, you have to come on and talk about this. And it's intermittent social media. Explain that. Yeah. Fasting. So, um, you know, just, I am a physician. I don't know if that was elaborated. So I'm, we just just call him Dr. Jake. (laughs) Well, I've been to dinners and people wrote like D O C T O R Jake. And I was like, I'm not a DJ guys. Like what, why are you writing that out? (laughs) Um, and so, you know, it's always good to clarify that because I definitely don't, I don't try to act or look like a doctor. Yes. And um, so I've been, you know, in many different fields of ER trained and I have multiple medical practices and I'm very interested in, in starting a new practice that's about longevity, anti-aging, uh, biohacking. And, you know, that is a term that most people don't even understand, but essentially it's taking our health and you sort of looking at it in a totally different perspective, um, very opposite from traditional medicine. Traditional medicine is disease-based. You have a problem, you see a doctor, they give you a pill. Uh, right. And this is really what you can do to you know live better, live healthier, sort of get ahead of the system um, by optimizing your health. And you know that includes simple things like fasting. So intermittent fasting is the idea that you don't eat for certain periods of the day. And that helps sort of reset your metabolism, reduces inflammation, helps with weight loss, improves, um, you know, our overall well-being. And that's very clearly shown. So I love this concept of doing the same with our social media. Um, And, you know, the social media disease, which is, you know, plaguing everybody, um, you know, should be looked at like any other problem, you know, whether it is, you know, you are eating compulsively or you are looking at pornography uh, obsessively, or you are just looking at your Instagram and you, you know, when you open your phone, your muscle memory is to open Instagram before. Isn't it insane? I have to keep moving it. I have to keep moving it. Sometimes I go there, check the weather, my phone, I mean, and I'm like, how the fuck did I end up on Instagram again? It's like 15 minutes later and I'm down a rabbit hole. So social media, I have such a 
I was going to say love-hate relationship, but I think it's just more of like a hate-hate relationship at this point. I know the thing with social media is, okay, so I'm going to say it like this like food addiction, right? My aunt, I love her so much. She's, she's always talking about how she's like addicted to sugar, addicted to food. And she said to me, it's really hard because if you're like an alcoholic, you just never touch a drink again, right? right. But with food, you need food. You can't just avoid food. You right. need food to survive. So being a food addict is really overwhelming because you have to constantly face your addiction and right. learn how to work within that. And I feel like social media is kind of the same thing in like, it is a necessary evil. We do need it, a lot of us, for work. I mean, you can even attest to this. You're a doctor. Isn't social right. media an important part of anybody's business model these days? Yeah. So it's like... And just so life how- in general. So if you, you, you know, you cut off that, are you, you know, participating in culture in a normal way? Right, um, right. But, you know, there, there may be people that need to, you know, completely eliminate that because it is such a, you know, a problem and it's affecting your, you know, th- there's certain pillars of our health, which we all should be focusing on our sleep, okay. our diet, our exercise, um, you know, the biochemistry, which is what I work on in my medical practice. And mm-hmm. if you're not addressing that, you know, if your social media is eating into that, um, mm-hmm. then your health is going to be affected by it. And it seems so t- intangible, but when you start quantifying these things and, and that's really what I'm diving into in my precision medicine practice is what I call it. Um, and I think it's very telling and it's interesting to see, you know, how our body is affected by something as simple as Instagram, for instance. So how is our body affected by Instagram? Would you say? Well, I mean, I think that there's a number of factors. I mean, the, the it's distracting, um, it's, yes. you know, and, and this concept of, oh, I'm multitasking is horrible. Um, okay. you know, we are, we live in a society where it's, you know, it's we're rewarded for multitasking yes. because that's seen as a good thing. And actually it's probably more harmful, um, in terms of our productivity, our huh. stress hormones, you know, you're constantly doing seven things at once. Your cortisol is going up. That's in, you know, sort of affecting on the most cellular level, our body's what? inflammation, our immune response, our, you know, overall health. And, um, you know, trying to get away from this idea that doing a lot at the same time is a good thing is, is part of that underlying problem. Um, wow. the, you know, the other issue is, is, you know, relationships are affected. So our well being yeah. is our well being is defined by a large part by how we relate to other people. And some yeah. of our most important hormones like oxytocin go up when we connect with people, social media has the exact opposite of connecting. So there you have, you know, sort of a relationship on that level, which I see as being problematic. And then, you know, I think that the other part of it is the, you know, sort of wellness and uh, going back to the sleep, you know, who doesn't look at their phone right before they're going to bed um, and and do the same thing when we first wake up and we should be, we should be planning our sleep better. We should be preparing. Oh, it's eight o'clock. I'm going to dim the lights. I'm going to, you know, make sure that my phone is no longer bothering me. Um, I'm going to prepare for sleep because that's probably the most important medicine that I could take. And then in the morning I should be focusing on, uh, you know, getting sunlight first thing in the morning so that my circadian rhythms are balanced and my melatonin is optimized, or I should be meditating to start the day. So I have a reset on my brain's function for that day rather than I'm jumping into looking at social media and I'm seeing, you know, Taylor's wedding and she's, you know, like shoving lobster down her throat and I have seven kids and I'm miserable. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
everyone looking at my wedding photos. I'm miserable too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is, isn't it such a fucking crazy world we live in? I will say, I used to always watch like whatever, Mad Men, and watching these characters in circa 1950, mm-hmm. like having two martini lunches and smoking cigarettes like at the fucking doctor's office. And right. I remember thinking, what's going to be our generations that where people like the next generation or two generations look back and go, I can't believe you could smoke when somebody was delivering a baby. I think social media is going to be that for us, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, like how many times are you in a meeting and you're opening up your phone and checking something like that or talking with, you know, like your family. And, you know, sometimes I put like calls on speaker so I can be doing something else at the same time. I mean, that's really, really pretty shitty when you kind of break it down. I know. And what it takes to be so proficient in social media, it is, it, you kind of have to be a little subhuman at times. Like when I am quote unquote doing a good job at social media, guess what? I'm doing a pretty bad job in the present right. because I'm so fixated on documenting that I'm not even living in the moment. There's a lot of unattainable goals there. You know, yes. like everybody is looking for a like, or they're looking for, um, you know, uh, having a lot more followers. And, you know, yeah. if you really think about it, the people that have a ton of followers aren't doing that much they're just they happen to be you know maybe famous and and then people just follow them so you sitting there and trying to work at this and you know taking that time um really is i think the irony of it because it's it's so opposite of what we we really should be doing um and you know this idea of looking for uh, approval that's that's kind of i think what when people are, are actually posting, they're not just watching. Um, and you know, that's a, that's a pretty gluttonous activity, you know, to do something that you're trying to get response that you see is positive because then you get a serotonin response, those happy hormones in our brain. What else can we be doing to get serotonin? Could we be spending time with our family? Could we be exercising? Could we be volunteering? You know, could we be doing, you know, so many other things um, that are going to improve that um, and, you know, depleting that serotonin is one of the reasons people get depressed. So, you know, you're getting these like daily heavy hits of serotonin from social media, then there, there is such a thing as running out of serotonin. That's the dumbest question I've ever asked. Well, low, you know, a lower level is going to basically be what we see as a relationship to depression. So, yes. yeah. So, you know, constantly trying to get serotonin from uh, your phone versus, you know, doing it in ways that are what we're built to do as humans um, is, is overall, you know, bad for your health. So, you know, I'm certainly not going to be in, in my practice for anti-aging. I'm not looking to be people's phone police and I'm not looking right. to be your food police either, but I want to give people the foundation and understanding of that. In addition uh-huh. to the, you know, the medicine, the real uh, cellular medicine. So people can then really change the biggest disease that we have, which is aging. And that's such yeah. an important concept. Right. I want really want to delve more into that. And I want the tools basically on how to prevent aging or hold it off as long as humanly possible. For the record, I know I'm doing all the opposite things that I should be doing (laughs) to prevent the disease that is aging. Um, But real quick, a couple more things on social media. So is there like, I feel like you probably as a doctor deal with this a lot with patients where patients want to negotiate with doctors, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. because we want to get the best results with the least amount of effort because we're Americans after all. So Mm -hmm. my question is, so like, 
if someone can't completely give up social media, which you said isn't even necessarily necessary, like what's an ideal amount of time, a right. healthy amount of time that we can be spending on social media? You know, I think that it, it depends on, you know, if you're like a normal person, it's not your business. I mean, you know, less right. than an hour a day would be what okay. makes sense. I mean, how much TV do you watch? You know, that should be a litmus as well. I used and, to watch way more television, but because of social media, I actually watched it less because I'm because it, it is also it falls in the category of yeah, quote unquote screen time, right? Right, right. But you know, if you're you know if you're spending more time on your social media than on your you know interactions with the people who you love and are important, you have a problem. Yeah. So I think yeah. that that's kind of one way to look at it. Um, okay. I love the fact that you know now phones will give you data so that you can analyze it. Data is one of the best ways to get results. So, you know, whether it's how much screen time you have or it's the amount of sleep that you're getting, you know, things like the aura ring, I'm a big fan of because they actually monitor your sleep, your deep sleep, your REM sleep, um, cool. and makes you think about your sleep. Um, and even other devices like um, you can use continuous glucose monitors in order to track your blood sugar minute by minute and see wow. how your body reacts when you eat. So that's data. And that's where that's what fascinates me about precision medicine is, is that you can use that data and, you know, see how changes in your behavior results in improvement in your, your medical outcome. So, you know, back to the question, you know, monitoring it for sure. Um, yep. and, you know, and see what happens, do your own experiment. If you go down to a half hour a day, see how you feel, see right. how much more productive you are, you know, see if you're drinking more or you're, you know, less, they're like, those are the type of, you know, sort of experiments that we can do on ourselves. We are all our own laboratory, so yep. we can experiment on ourselves. Yep, I'm I, I'm gonna go back to the wedding because that's what I do. But so for the <laughs> wedding, I went on a crazy diet, but it was really kind of refreshing because it really was, it was like a very low calorie, very low fat keto type of a situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying it's what I did. But what was so interesting is that I really felt like for the first time in a long time, my body was a chemistry set. And it was so fascinating to see how my body would react to you know, less sugar. And cause I, I definitely think I have a, a gluten or carbohydrate or whatever intolerance of some degree. Yeah. Um, I definitely deal with a lot of inflammation. I love wine. I love to drink, but like, I mean, if you, to know me is to know that if we're drinking, I will turn bright red. And it's like, people that don't know me are like, Oh my God, you're having an allergic reaction. I'm like, right. Oh no, I'm just allergic to alcohol. Pass right. me the wine. It's like really <laughs> bad. And inflammation I'm learning is so, so bad, especially as I'm getting older. Right. And to me, like, it used to only be about the number on the scale. It used to only be about like what size my clothes were. Um, but now I'm rapidly approaching 39 mm-hmm. and I am starting to go, okay, I need to start getting healthy for the fight against, like you said, aging, right? Yep, yep. The number one disease we're all going to have to face in our lives is aging. And Absolutely. this is something that I just, I haven't dealt with in so long. And I really need to get like a fucking handle on um, this anti-aging process, if you will. So, so I'm like the perfect candidate in that I'm a disaster. So I know, just, I know, I know you are. So, so bad. So. The sleeping's bad. There's no exercise. The eating is so bad. The drinking, all of it, all of yeah. it. I'm so, I'm just, I've so. just been... What you, said is, what you said about, you know, experimenting yourself before your wedding is such a great testament to like how you can be a part of this. But unless yes. you have the healthcare partner that is helping you navigate really what is important and then looking at the science 
as a result, yes. it's very difficult. You know, so you might have said, oh, I'm doing great because I'm, you know, seeing these changes. But what is it doing on a biochemical level? What are your stress hormones mm -hmm. looking like? You know, mm -hmm. is your thyroid hormone looking okay? Are you having, you know, um, electrolyte abnormalities that we could be picking up and optimizing? You know, because certain minerals are important for our body's function, our immune function, and, and, and people don't know that. And certainly right. most doctors don't feel comfortable doing that um you know most people go to their primary care doctor once a year and once a year. you know you, maybe if that most people maybe hate, most people hate their primary care doctor um yep. and then you know so you get basic blood work that's really not what anti-aging is about and yes it is the number one disease we are all aging you may not develop diabetes you may not develop hypertension you may not develop high cholesterol but you all are going to age and all of those diseases that i just mentioned are all related to age those are diseases that are typically as we get older so if you can affect the aging process if we can treat that as that's actually a disease we have a better chance of eliminating and improving our health outcome for all of those other metrics, i.e. those diseases, but also quality of life. You know, but right. I think that that's an important factor. Like so many people may not check a box in terms of their labs being abnormal, but are you living the best life that you can during that time? No, I know for a fact, I am absolutely not living my best life. And you are, you are hot. AF, you always have been as long as I've known you, but really like you are the human version of the fountain of youth. So it's like between your medical knowledge and then also the way you live your life. So what are some things if somebody's listening yeah. like me and they're like, oh my God, I am an, I am an aging disaster. I am contributing to the rapid aging of my, which is like the opposite of what any of us want to do. What right. are some key things that we can do? Like literally starting now to prevent or at least, uh, can you even, is there such a thing as starting too late? Let me start off with that question. Is there such a thing as starting no, too no, late? No, no, there's, there's definitely not starting too late because, okay. you know, some people uh, develop disease states earlier and some people later. And, you know, anything that you can do to catch it earlier or to reverse it later, th there isn't a right answer there. And, you know, certain okay. people, certain people start hormone therapy in their 90s because, you know, that's when they they tapped into this and their doctor, they met a doctor that maybe would be able to help them. And that's been a key to them having a better quality of life, even at that late stage. So okay. I believe that it's never too late in terms of, you know, what everybody should be doing. You know, yes. I, I've talked about a couple of those. I hope I don't sound like a broken record, but sleep, no, you is, don't. sleep is so important. Um, diet is number two, you know, food should be looked at as a prescription medication. You know, we, wow. we, we give us, we give ourselves that drug every day. And why are we not looking into the quality and, you know, what we eat the same way you would look at a pill? Everybody is, you know, making their own assumptions about vaccines because that's what's on the topic. But nobody right. is saying, oh, my God, I am not going to eat that food because I don't know where it's coming from. So that is such a foundation that everybody could you know, easily just 50 percent of the time be focused on. Um, and then, you know, getting, you, you need a healthcare advocate. You need somebody who is not just your, your GP that you're checking right. off the yearly visit, but somebody that is, you know, in your court and, uh, you know, thinking about you for the best possible you. So that's not so easy to do. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Obey. 
If you don't know, Obey is a premium digital fitness platform that brings the variety that you crave, the instructors that you love. They're amazing. And the results that you want to any screen, anywhere. With 15 class types, they've got hit, dance, cardio, yoga, sculpt, strength, and so much more. Obey has something for every mood. So you'll finally look forward to your workout. Imagine that. And never get bored. Boredom is the killer of working out. So Obey really has us figured out. Plus, with 10 minute, uh-huh. 10-minute express workouts. You know I can do that. Uh, a stacked daily schedule of live classes, endless on-demand options, and curated training programs. It's designed for every goal and any schedule. Honey, if I can do it, you can do it. I am the laziest person on the face of the planet, and Obey finally got me to get my booty moving and shaken. Obey has an incredibly affordable monthly price, way less than a gym, $27 a month, unless if you sign up quarterly or annual subscriptions, just saying, just saying. Also, uh, it's designed to be used at home, which is great. You could use it in a gym or you could even use it on vacation. So there's never an excuse to not bring your workout with you. There are thousands of non-equipment classes, which like I need because your girl does not have a home gym. It's also really fun totally attainable too. I mean, they really got me with the 10 minute express workouts because I'm just so lazy. I can't even think of doing anything more than that. But like you do 10, you're like, oh, I could definitely bump up to 20. So that's how it works for me. And I love that it's accessible to anybody. So whether you're new to fitness, yes, you could put me in that category or you just want to really level up your training. It's got something for everybody. And because Obey makes it so user-friendly, like you don't have to have workout equipment. You can use it on any screen. It helps me at least stay consistent, which is always the biggest issue for me is consistency. And they even have some really fun, special surprise guest moments. For example, Dorinda Medley may or may not have had an amazing class from the Real Housewives of uh, New York teaching her Dorinda Robeck's class. To join the fun, Obey Fitness is offering Taste of Taylor listeners uh huh, an exclusive one month free trial. Just visit ObeyFitness.com. That's O. OBE fitness.com and use my code taste of Taylor T A S T E O F T A Y L O R. And now back to the podcast. Where can we even access this kind of medical assistance? So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of sort of it's the, the concept is, you know, like naturopathy or, um, you know, this idea of holistic medicine is what you may have heard. Mm-hmm. So people that, you know, practice in that realm, there's a lot of um, medical services that are offering more individualized attention. And you may be mm-hmm. paying a premium for that. It, you know, they may still take insurance, but then they're, you know, having in a premium so that you have a little bit more access um, to, you know, doctors and, and doctors who are more forward thinking. So right. you know, those are, those are going to be, you know, good options, but you know, if you have a, a relatively good relationship with your doctor, you should be able to, you know, kind of push a little bit on your own to ask for more. Um, and certainly, you know, in the space that I'm in with, you know, my precision medicine, you know, that's sort of the other end of the spectrum where, you know, you're getting a high level of, you know, very uh, intimate care that I describe as being white glove. So, you know, then it sort of just depends on, you know, where you are able to tap into those, um, you know, specific requirements. So it's it's not easy. Um, it really is an unfortunate disadvantage of our traditional medical system in the United States that, you know, we're just focused on prevention. We're not really focused on prevention and we're just doing this once a year primary care type of uh, visit model. 
Right. It's reactive versus proactive. And you said in America. So is it better in other countries? No, I don't think necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily better in other countries. You know, in certain parts of the United States, there's definitely more emphasis on um, a holistic approach to root cause, you know, not just treating disease, but treating the individual. Um, so that's, you know, sort of a regional thing that I've seen. But, you know, most people just aren't woke to this idea, you know. Oh. So when I you never use, even thought of it until we started talking about this. Literally, so when you say to people, okay, I mean, it's totally normal for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I have a trainer. I go three days a week or I have totally. a car. I have a real estate agent. So when I buy a house, they're helping me through that process. And, you know, yes. by the way, if anybody's bought in a house in the last five years, you probably spoke to your real estate agent more than you spoke with your doctor. Literally life. These are lifelong important decisions. And that's right. why you talk to somebody who's expert in it and do a lot of, you know, back and forth. So why aren't we doing that about our health? So that's really the concept. Um, right. yeah, and, mo and most people aren't thinking that way. So, you know, the, if there's a way that we can sort of push that needle, I think slowly there's going to be bigger change there, but I think patients have to be, you know, people have to be their own biggest health advocate. That's right. really the key here that, you yeah. know, and if it's, if it's not your primary care doctor, it could be a great nutritionalist, or it could be, you know, a great alternative, uh, sort of, you know, doctor that, you know, does alternative medicine, um, and combining that to a way that you feel comfortable and that you're being proactive and, and doing research and diving into this is really where most people kind of go. Um, you know, they start getting tied into this concept and then they start doing their own digging and, you know, figuring out what's important to them and then connecting dots with those providers that, you know, really tap into those ideas. That's, that's where things start to get exciting. So what are like, so when you we're talking about food and how food should really be treated, like I think you said prescription medication, which is like, wow, I've never thought of that as a concept. So when, if that's the case, so like, then what am I supposed to be eating on a regular basis? You know what I mean? Like, are there general things that we can do? Is it actually something that requires a blood test? Cause it's like, I know that there's these quote unquote diets where you're supposed to eat for your blood type. Like right, where right. is like, where is the lie? Where is the truth when it comes to all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, blood testing, blood type is like it was a bad type of diet that, you know, was based on certain people's blood typing and, and you know, essentially making generalizations on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not some parts of it, I think, are, are, are good to follow, not necessarily like a fix it for everybody. You know, generally right. speaking, when it comes to food, you know, quality is the most important, um, you know, making sure that you are staying within a balance. Um, you know, there's such a pendulum, you know, where it's like keto or, you know, yep. no carbs or vegan that everybody is like, if I'm not on one end of the pendulum, I'm not really doing anything. But yeah. I, I personally believe that balance is better um, and, you know, good quality food with moderation versus saying I'm doing something so drastic because any yep. pendulum is going to swing back the other way. So, Hello, you where know, you I do, am right now. You do the vegan, you know, thing for three months, and you have great conversations with everybody because you know this is the shit that people talk about when you're out, and then right. then you stop, and now you're you know, and the other end of the spectrum. So I, I think that that balance is really more important. Um, but you know, making sure that you can get as much organic food that you know, you if you're eating meats that it's you know grass fed and you know right. hormone free. You know, those are the type of things that I think are very simple, um, but probably aren't paid enough attention to. Um, and unfortunately, 
it's because there's an assumed cost with that. Um, yes. and, and that's not necessarily the case when you think about, especially like living in a big city, eating out is way more expensive than having good quality food, but, totally. the, but it's the convenience. Um, right. so, you know, I think that that's, that's the, the trade-off. And, you know, if you had a couple less cocktails and you, you've splurged on <laughs> some real quality food, literally, you're going to be ahead of the curve there, but those are, those are, you know, those are sacrifices and those are difficult things to, you know, really, um, ask people to do, but they're interesting to think about. And so that's where, you know, I think looking at everything in the big picture, putting together, you know, sort of what you're doing, what's realistic, and then let's, let's see where you go. You know what I mean? Let's check out in three months where your, your hormones, where your, your, um, your inflammatory yeah. markers are, you know, what, what's happening with your body. Um, one of the tools that I like to use is, um, a full body scan where we can take a look in 30 seconds on a, a 3d rotating device and we scan your body and we can see how much body fat, how much muscle, what measurements are. And we can see, all right, this is the change that's happened in three months because we've been intermittent fasting or we've, you know, sort of reduced your stress hormones. So that's again, back to the data. That's really what gets people. Now I'm, I'm talking about being motivated right. because I'm seeing that, um, in a real right. level or, you know, then, you know, tweaking things like with, uh, supplements that can lower your A1C or pre-diabetes, um, measurement and, you know, saying, okay, so this natural supplement, like, like cinnamon actually has improved yeah. my, my pre-diabetes risk and we can measure that. So that comparison is, is really the exciting part. That's the science of it. But, you know, again, finding the partner that's really thinking that way is, is definitely the hard part. You said my favorite word, which is cocktail. What's up with cocktails and like our fight against aging? Okay. I mean, alcohol is definitely uh, not our friend. Um, oh, it, it hurts my heart. They, she feels like our friend. Um, but <laughs> she's my best friend sometimes. She's a friend of me. <laughs> Definitely a friend of me. But, you know, I mean, certain amount of uh, alcohol, you know, is fine. Um, you know, certainly some of the red wines maybe have health, health benefits. Um, right. But, you know, it's, it's about like having some moderation there. Um, right. But, um, you know, the, the problem is, is once we start, you know, consuming large amounts of alcohol, it does affect our kidneys. It does affect our liver. It makes us do things like eat badly because we are yep. dehydrated Late at and, night. Right. So it's some of those effects and it inc definitely increases inflammation. You know, anybody that goes on an alcohol, um, purge and, and stops drinking, sees better yeah. skin, sees less puffiness. Um, and then we can measure those as well. Um, so that's, you know, that's definitely a challenge, but, um, you know, I, what I recommend to my patients is, is let's figure out what the right balance is for you. You know what right. I mean? Let's, let's like really record what you're drinking. Like let's right. really write that. And then let's talk about what that is. And then let's say what we're going to change and then let's you know sort of monitor that and then get some real some real proof of what's happening there because once you see the proof of of a change then i think people you know really um are it's it's easier to do if you don't see anything seemingly changing yeah. because you can't you can't feel the biochemistry changing but if you can right. you know measure that and show that there's been a big change then there's a lot more willingness to 
you know, participate from the patient side. Then let's also talk about my least favorite subject, exercise. How important <laughs> is that really? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think it's pretty freaking important. Um, <laughs> I asked that was such a leading the witness question. Yeah. It's really not that important, right? I no, mean, it is. So, so let's talk about why exercise is important. Number one, you know, it, it increases your metabolism. Um, right. So it helps you burn calories and helps with weight control. But exercise, you know, things like lifting weights are important for bone density. Um, right. You know, doing uh, sort of HIIT training and high intensity stuff is is really been found to be profoundly uh, helpful for cardiovascular health. Um, the act of exercising improves our cognition and memory function. So wow. yes, it. For most people, it is not fun, but, but it's, you know, it's like, it comes a point like we're, we're, what's going to be more fun having, you know, a great forties, fifties, sixties, or, yeah. you know, or getting to 60 and then from 60 to 80 being stuck in a chair. So totally. it's the long game that you should really be thinking about. Uh-huh. Um, and then you got to figure out what, what works for you. You know what I mean? Like, Obviously, for you as a lesbian, the golf thing is <laughs> is good to go. I'm dead. I'm so dead. Play more golf. I'm sitting right by my golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but when I golf, I drink. <laughs> okay, so you know you need to go. They they do have AA golf clubs that you could go to. Like, <laughs> I should go to that for sure. But you got to figure out what works. You know what I mean? And so I think that that's that's a problem. Is is that people haven't figured that out, you know, and, and they just sort of given up. But the other part I can really, really honestly say is, you know, I talked a little bit about hormone balancing. Our hormones are the most important biochemicals in our body. And as we age, they decline, um, they decline naturally. And that's why women have menopause and men have what we call andropause. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also accelerated because of toxins and environmental, um, factors like stress. Uh, especially right. in you know uh, countries like the United States. So when we're talking about things like exercise, it's really hard to be motivated to exercise if your hormones, the, the building blocks of our body's function and metabolism, are not optimized. So you know that's one reason to sort of check into this um, because just saying to somebody you should exercise more when. <laughs> yeah when your testosterone is non-existent is really, you know, like basically a useless exercise because you don't have the chemical components that make your body be able to do that with resilience. Um, so, you know, that's really, I think a key point that, you know, you're 39 and you may not think, Oh, do I have subacute thyroid disease or are my cortisone levels sky high? And is that affecting my estrogens and my progesterone? And therefore, I don't have the energy and the results that I should have. Right. Um, and by the way, women have testosterone and maybe your testosterone is low because of some of these stressors. So that's the concept that I think is really important is that you're looking not only at the exercises being important, but what about your biochemistry may be contributing to that and then correcting those problems and then seeing that hopefully positive result. So Damn, so... When am I coming in for an appointment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, here's the bad news. I only treat men. Oh, come on. Make an exception. Fine. Now you owe me your sperm. But you okay. know, I'm always, I'm always trying to get that sperm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'm I'm focused in men's health. Um, you know, yes. it's just what's uh, made sense for my practice. But there are plenty of doctors that do you know this for men and women. But it's just a concept that I think people should be thinking about because you may go Absolutely. get your physical, and your doctor may have only checked your TSH, but they didn't check your free T3 and T4, the other hormones that are important, or you know other antibodies against thyroid that can be uh, present because. The traditional teaching teaching is just check that one test, the TSH, and it was normal, so nothing to worry about. So, that's you know I think where people need to sort of think about this um, and not just say, should I listen to Taylor and I got to exercise more? You know, like <laughs> yes, everybody no, should never... probably exercise more, but you got to be thinking about the other parts too. Well, I never even thought about aging as a disease. Like I've never thought of that concept until this conversation. And that's something that I'm always looking for something that's going to motivate me to be healthier, to exercise, to eat well, to cut back on drinking. Mm -hmm. And your girl just has simply not found it yet. But I feel like this concept of, well, I'm actually doing those things isn't punishment. It's fighting aging. Right. Your bitch, a bitch can get on board with that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's so exciting. I mean, it's simple, but now I just sparked a fire in your mind and it's going yeah. to be positive on many different levels, you know, and that's yep. what, that's the kind of the message that I'm trying to get across. And I think that post was, you know, a, a taste of that going back to that, that post. Um, and, you know, I hope that it, it, it gets your listeners get a little bit of fire in their belly too, to take control of your totally. health and you know to to ask for more um i think that that's probably something that we can look forward to as we see you know what changes in medicine and, and our health overall if somebody has the fire in their belly and mm -hmm. we can't come see you which we would love to do but we can't what are some key words that we should use when trying to find the appropriate you know medical partner if you will yeah i mean you're gonna uh, you're probably gonna be looking for somebody who is like you know holistic or okay. you know, anti-aging, um, pro-health. Um, you know, any most primary care doctors are are just that. They're going to be focusing on a traditional model of primary care. But you know, looking for somebody that is um, in that space that you know uses that sort of definition for themselves is, mm -hmm. is probably where I would head to. Okay, great. Dr. Jake, thank you for finally joining me here on the oh podcast. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. I hope that everybody stayed awake. They did. And um, maybe laughed a little bit. <laughs> I certainly did. It's definitely um, the best medicine. And I would, you know, anytime you want to, we could dive into anything specific. If your, you know, listeners had something or there's anything yes. else, you know, that, that I think keeping medicine interesting and funny is is such a, a great way to approach it. So I would love to participate with you anytime. Oh, you know, I love working with you. We have such a good, we have such a good chemistry together. And yes. honestly, making medicine funny is not easy, not easy. people. So I, I think know. we deserve a round of applause. But really, I mean, growing up with a dad who's a doctor, I... Mm -hmm. I feel like I I grew up with such a privilege of kind of having like that concierge doctor always mm -hmm. on call, like whether it was my dad or his friends or, yeah. you know, just like, I feel like a lot of times you have like a medical community of people and people in right. medicine tend to kind of come together. And I definitely now in life, like realize how lucky I was to be, have a dad that I could ask medical questions to right on the spot, like having like a baked yeah. in dad concierge doctor. And a lot of people don't have that kind of relationship with doctors. Like you said, they're, they're scared. They hate it. They don't want to go. So yeah, but nobody has a, sure. nobody has a hard time like forming those relationships with other advisors. So 
We got to change right. that way of thinking. And um, I hope this conversation has made people think about that. And I, yep. I know, certainly love talking to you. So we have I to, talk, we have to go to, to dinner. We have to go to dinner soon. We'll go to dinner and you'll see what I eat and what I drink. You can scold me live at the dinner. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Jake, thank you so much, Dr. Jake. This was the best and long overdue. Um, tell everybody where they can go to follow you and basically find you. Because, I mean, it's not just females that listen to the show. So okay, give, sure. Um, give it all out. Uh, well, you know, social is the easiest way at Dr. Jake Deutsch. And, um, yeah, I mean, you could reach out to me. I have my email on my social. So if you needed to get in touch with me yep. and then, um, for my, uh, precision medicine, it's oakwoodprecisionmedicine.com. And also, uh, thank you for that suitcase, by the way. I loved it. Oh my gosh. You have to explain that to people. Um, you explain it. <laughs> oh my God. So being a doctor, I've had the privilege of being endorsing and working with products. So I worked with this great brand called iFly that made antimicrobial treated luggage that during yes. the pandemic was made sense. So they're all about safe travel. So I sent Taylor this suitcase and, you know, she, she, she posted a very inappropriate picture about sperm and the suitcase. So the brand was really excited that I got this person <laughs> <laughs> to promote the brand with that content. So uh, I, did really, I did a really good one with Taylor on top of the suitcase, just like rolling across the room. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that guys, one. guys, note to self, if you want somebody to promote your product and you're afraid that it might not be appropriate, do not send it to Dale. <laughs> I have to be on brand. I have yes. to be true to myself. Because <laughs> everybody wants an antimicrobial suitcase with <sighs> sperm as the topic. <laughs> I'll post again for them because I love you and I really love them. The suitcase is phenomenal. Aren't Honestly, big suitcases usually are so heavy and they no, they're like so and light. I know. It's it's so light. Oh my and god, and I don't feel and the color, and I don't feel skeeved out when I get it now yeah. off of like the, you know, the whatever, the suitcase journey yeah, thingy. So exactly, anyway. Exactly. It's so funny. It's a win, win, win. You know, I'm always angling for your sperm, Dr. Jake. What can I say? <laughs> I'm going to have to be careful. I'm going to make sure you're not lurking in the bathroom. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me. I adore you to bits and pieces. You too. You guys, uh, that's it for us this week. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And, uh, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That is the way that you say thank you to us podcasters. And, yeah, until next week, bye, girl, bye.